is chilling. What more can I say? Top villain. What's up, everybody? This is Bill Bellamy, and you are listening to Top Billing. It's another episode. It is the podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. We are going to really jump into this episode. If you know Bill Bellamy, you know I'm one of the hugest boxing fans known, living, that is breathing, love boxing, wish that I could have boxed a little bit. Today, I bring not only a, uh, golly, it's, a, it's so many actors. But let's let's give you the, the blueprint. Four different weight classes, okay? I'm just going. I'm just teeing it up, okay? Started out as a middleweight, junior middleweight, junior middleweight. Went from junior middleweight to middleweight, then super middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight. He is a heavyweight. He is a champion. He has done everything known to the sport of boxing, from being fighter of the year by Ring Magazine and a three-time winner of Best Boxer ESPY Award. Ladies and gentlemen, can we give it up for Mr. Hall of Fame, legendary Roy Jones Jr. What? 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 Man, Roy, thank you for uh, being here. We are in Houston. We're coming to you guys live from Houston. Uh, It is uh, 50 Cent Takeover Weekend, and everyone's popping by. And let me say, bro, it is an honor, man, to um to sit down and kick with you because I've been a fan for so long and I've rooted for you like like before we even figured out we was cousins. You know, we figured out we got co- we got some cousins in here, man. Because I used to fight with chickens too, but I didn't know I could do it. <laughs> but I didn't know you did that. But anyway, get cut to the fact that you're here and have had one of the most incredible careers, Roy. Like literally, you have put the bar so high, like cats can't even do that again. Like this, you just you it was meant for you to be did you know when you first started boxing that you one day would just keep changing the game and keep changing the game no what I knew was that I had a lot of ambition mm-hmm. and um I didn't start boxing because I wanted to make money mm-hmm. I started boxing because I wanted to be the best that start with the passion simple as that and so when you started with the passion at that time how old were you I was actually five when I saw my first fight you lying? No, my dad was. Man, that's watching, kindergarten. My dad was watching Muhammad Ali. I was fighting in kindergarten too. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was tearing dad, him up. He was tearing him up. It. You better believe it. My dad was watching Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Okay. So I was such an agitator already at five years old mm-hmm. that I realized what I saw in the fight was that Muhammad Ali, yeah, he had good hands, but he really was beating Joe Frazier with his brain, mm-hmm. pissing him off, then taking advantage of it because Ali never got mad. Frazier was trying to kill him. Yeah. Ali was laughing at him. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, wow, if somebody teach me how to use my hands, I'm positive I can do that because I love aggravating people. <laughs> yes, and I, I love, love aggravating people. Hey, and I'm never going to get mad about it. You wow. Now, now, that's a, actually a, a mind-boggling um, aspect of your, your style, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I remember when I used to watch you all the time, you were always look like you was talking a little bit of trash. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know... You 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 poked the bear a little bit. Well, actually, I didn't. But if you poke this bear, mm-hmm. you gonna have a problem. Cause when you start that, now you are gonna get mad about it. But I'm not. But now that don't mean I won't fight about it. I'm just not gonna be mad when I do it. Right. So I'm cool. I'm, it's whatever you want to do. You want to do that? We can do that too. But I'm not mad. I'm just gonna do what I gotta do to you. You you have um you have an att- you have two attributes that I've always admired with power and speed. Yep. Right. Yep. You and and you have an uncanny. 
ability to not get hit. Like you actually look like you see it before coming. Like like before like you. I know you about to throw a hook. I ain't giving it to you. Like is it is it that kind of sensories that you have? It is, and this is what I try to teach the the fighters that I'm training today. Okay. What I tell them is, when I was in my prime, mm -hmm. this is what I did. I created an environment inside that square that was toxic for you to live in. If you did something, you're going to be beat up. If you didn't do nothing, you're going to be beat up. Right. So <laughs> You can't win. That's exactly right. You, you can't, can't win. win. Right. So what people fail to realize, and you know, I don't like to brag on myself. It ain't really about that, but I'm just saying I was so far ahead of the game absolutely, mentally that I didn't even lose rounds because of that toxicity that I provided in that environment. Um, one of the, one of the uh, qualities about you that I just um, always admire, too, is how you, you push the pressure on people. You would come out and you would just like, the pressure's on you, bro. And it's like you don't give them nothing to, you know, wiggle. Like you up in them, you know, you hit them, you slip in, pop, 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 pop. And you slip, pop, pop. But then, and then they, you over here, they got to turn around, pop, pop. It's <laughs> like, I, I, like, I've seen you do things that don't really make sense fundamentally, but you're so talented and it's uniquely Roy that it's just bogged down. Even when I watch your highlights, it's unbelievable. Best highlights on, on YouTube right now. Period. And the bad thing about it is that people always tell me that I was highly talented. Mm -hmm. But I always have to give homage to my father. Okay. My father built me a very good foundation. With that foundation, it made it to where I could do almost anything. Okay. So what I learned from Muhammad Ali was, and the chickens, you go out there, you put the pressure on them. You make them have to act or react. But everything is on your time. Not their time, they were your time. So I learned that from the chickens, and I learned that from watching Muhammad Ali. Right. Now, check this out. When I was about 30, 31, Muhammad Ali came to Pensacola. Okay. I got him coming there to do a book signing, right? He got in the ring with me as an old man with Parkinson's. Okay. Shaking and all. We started Shatterboxing. I, because I don't tell stories, I keep it real. Right. That man at 70-something years old still got in that ring and got out in front of me. You... you I don't want to say you. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I, 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 I was, but, but you, I know what you want to say. Right. I, I Hand of God. That's the only person to ever in my life get in a boxing ring and get in front of me. You understand me? Even if I, the fights I lost in my older age, those dudes weren't in front of me. I just didn't have the legs I used to have, right. and I couldn't do the things I used to do. Right. But he, in my prime, got out in front of me. But that's the gift, too. Yeah, of course. The, 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 the gift knows no boundaries. Uh, of course. Of and course. obviously, as, as a fighter, you are probably, in my lifetime, all the people that will watch and hear this, is is one of the most um, uncanny talents to, to ever do what you do. When did you realize that, you know what, I'm gifted? I never thought I was gifted. I knew that I was, I felt like I was ordained to be great. Okay. And uh, that is a big thing, too, because without that, you ain't going, without God, you ain't going nowhere. Absolutely. But with the hard work that I had gone through, mm -hmm. I knew if I could survive what I went through as a kid and make it to 18 or 19 years old, I was going to be a problem to the world. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> That's absolutely true. I, I just knew that. When I was about 14, my daddy got me to the Junior Olympics, the regional Junior Olympics late. I had to make weight. I was about two pounds overweight, I think. They gave me 30 minutes to lose it. I ain't never lost weight before. I don't know how to lose the weight, so right. I get disqualified. Well, all the people over the region were highly disappointed. And I didn't realize what I meant to those people. 
Right. You know, I thought I was just another little knucklehead black dude that boxed. Right. I ain't think nobody thought nothing of me or cared nothing about what I did. Absolutely. Those people were so hurt that I was not representing them in that tournament. That was the first time I felt that in my life. So that Monday when I got back home, I said, that's it. I ain't never depending on my dad no more, and ain't nobody else beat me no more. Absolutely. I came back the next year and won that whole tournament. Won the district, won the regional, and won the national, <laughs> and won most outstanding boxers. Ran through everybody. Everybody, because I had a point to prove. Yes, so that's the first time that the, the word was responsibility. That was the first time I ever felt responsible for letting somebody down, yeah. and I had to go make up hey, for that. But you, you flipped it, though. I had to. You didn't let it take you down. You made it bring you up. I had to, but that was God forcing me to become a man. Absolutely. At that um, point, I knew I was a problem. Why? What? Bro, you you always a problem. The mindset has been there all the time. <laughs> um, in boxing, being a fan, um, what do you think boxing needs again? Because I think when you were fighting, let's go back 15 years not even 20, just say say 12 to 15 years ago, I felt like boxing was really, really cooking on a lot of divisions. And cats like yourself, uh, um, Mayweather obviously still fighting at that time as well too, but then you had like um, Oscar De La Hoya fighting you. All these guys were bringing so much, so many fights. Now it seems like the only fights are either you know, a Jake Paul fight, UFC fight, and sporadically the younger guys or the lighter weights are getting these fights. We don't have any middleweights or, or middle uh, light heavyweights or heavyweights right now that's really drawing, except for, for a few guys. What what do we need to get it back to where it was, where we was just having all these great, talented fights and blah, blah, blah? You want to know the truth? Yes. What's the truth? <laughs> I know I hate to tell you what the truth is, but and I'm not throwing dirt on nobody or dropping, throwing salt on nobody because right. that's, they do how they want to do it. Problem became that, like I told you, when I started boxing, because of watching the greats before me, I wanted to be great. Mm -hmm. To be great, that means you got to be the best at what you do. Nowadays, they ain't caring about being the best. They care about being the highest paid. Ah, so now it's it's not the passion of the sport; it's the passion of the greed of the money. That's what it is now. Wow! So it's like if you after the money. You ain't really interested in fighting this guy or that guy because those two guys might beat you. And if you get an O, you're not going to make the money. You don't think you're going to make the money that you could have made had you stayed on the feet because that was put, that's what was put in front of you. You saw that work for a few people, and now you're like, well, I don't want to take no stupid chances. I want to keep my O, too, because look how much money you can make if you keep that O. You understand never me? look at it like I that. I mean, you got you to look at the real facts. You understand me? So Roy, who boxed for... Y'all, not for me. I didn't fight for myself. I okay. fought for y'all. Correct. When I fought, I knew I fought Saturday night on HBO most of the time, right? Yep. The barbershop closed on Monday. So I got to give y'all something that y'all going to remember so well that y'all going to talk about it Tuesday. <laughs> right? Boy, you just took it to the crib. Because they, 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 they talking about that at the barbershop. I'm just keeping real with you. Absolutely. Ain't no lie. I'm telling you what the truth is. That's fact. When I fought Saturday, I knew I got to give y'all something that y'all going to remember to talk about until Tuesday. Right. Because y'all can't talk about it to Tuesday. Y'all ain't gonna see each other to Tuesday. You understand me? The barbershop closed on Monday. You crazy. I'm that is so real. dope. That's I'm such a dope energy. That's how much I love what I did. Oh but I didn't God. do it for me. I did it to entertain y'all. Let me tell you what's funny about that reference, right? I always have this thing. I said, no matter what I do in my career, mm -hmm. if I can't go to the barbershop and hold my head up, I'm not doing it. That's exactly I right. swear to God, that, literally, that's, exactly that's my right. whole life. When you said the barbershop, because to me, the barbershop is the realest dudes. You, nine times out of ten, the barbershop is where you got your hair cut. 
when you was a shorty and you grew up in that neighborhood, right? And so that, so to me, the barbershop is significant with your credibility. If you lose it at the barbershop, what are we doing? At the barbershop, they drink without drinking because, you know, they say you tell the truth once you drink. <laughs> well, they tell the truth regardless whether they drink or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. <laughs> you understand me? So it's like, that's how I know you're my cousin because you understand that barbershop. Yo, like, yo, that, bro, you just took it right out my brain. It, it's absolutely, it's what it, is, it is know? what it is. And as being considered one of the greats to ever, ever do it, is there a fight that you w wanted to happen that didn't happen that you just really wanted to, that if that could have, ah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, I uh, after Nigel Ben messed Jerry McClellan up, who was an American fighter, mm -hmm. I really wanted to fight Nigel Ben because I knew Gerald and he was a friend, and um, I just, I kind of wanted to really avenge that. You okay. Know, you understand me? So I called him, but he said he was going through a divorce, and he would call me afterwards. Never called me back, but... You know, life is life. People go through whatever they go through. He may have forgotten after the divorce. I don't know, but it's probably best it didn't happen because I had bad intentions on my mind. Roy, <laughs> <laughs> why you got me so funny, man? So give me give me your toughest fight. You know, go, I'm, go, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. James Tony was the best fight I ever fought. James Tony? Best fight I ever fought. Hold on, let me ask the crew. Cool, cool. We got some people here. Peter Gunn stopped by Pete. What would you what you think about that James Tony joint? That's that's James Tony was tough too. It looked like his head was made out of iron. Let me explain something to you. James Tony was so cold mm -hmm. that it was three fighters in the UK. It was um, Steve Collins, uh, Nigel Ben, and Chris Eubanks Sr. Mm -hmm. Right? That was the top three over there. Okay. He was so cold that none of them want to fight him. <laughs> he called all them names. Called them out on TV one time. Right. Nobody said they they didn't want that smoke. So when I beat him. And made it look easy. They say we definitely. Look, <laughs> <laughs> listen. The, I actually it's so funny. I actually saw that fight and um, and I think I think the the problem for most people who fought you was they underestimated your power. Of course, they never thought it was gonna be what it was. And then when they felt it, they was like, "Man, that's the chicken hawk." Something. You put some smoke, some smoke ribs on it. Cause I seen you knock people like when you you hit them, they seemed so like, whoa. What was your favorite? Was it the hook hook or was it the, was it the right to the left? It's the left hook. That left hook it's was left mean. Hook. But but I'm gonna tell you what who <laughs> he always <laughs> make me laugh when I see him and God bless the dead. But Rich Pryor used to always talk about Muhammad Ali. Right, right. He said they say Muhammad Ali can't punch. He's still knocking MFs out. Right, right. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you, in your in your in your career, Roy, you have knocked out a lot of people and survived. I mean, you've been hurt as well, mm -hmm. and I've seen you get hurt a couple times. And whoa, and figure it out somehow. When you are like dizzy or you just get all off your square for a second, what do y'all do to like go? Just like, do you just hold on and breathe? Or whatever. Like, how do y'all get back centered because you just got hurt for a second? I always wanted to ask that question. In boxing, mm -hmm. if you're a real boxer mm -hmm. and you play king of the hill, you know it's bound to happen. But when you go in the ring, and people don't understand this, but before I fought almost every time, I would go back by my house maybe two days, like within a week before I fought, just look at all my animals and everything. Then I'd go ready to fight. And you know what that means? Mm -mm. I was like, Bicky, I'm ready to die. <laughs>
This boy, this boy crazy. No, nah, I'm just keeping it real. No, you, no, I, I'm, I'm laughing because you dead ass so serious. So if I get hurt, mm-hmm. you know what my mind tell me? What your mind say? Keep fighting. Just keep fighting. Keep fighting. It don't matter. Don't worry about what. Keep fighting. God got you. Keep fighting. Wow. Don't let the referee tell you. Keep fighting. So your 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 mentor. Tell me who your mentor was when you was coming up, when you was fighting. Who was the person that was, it sounds like your father definitely was one of the most influential he people. Was. But boxing-wise, who was somebody that had your back, always believed in you, and stepped up to the plate? Well, there's not a lot of people that really believed in me, understood me that way, because mm-hmm. I kind of came from nowhere. I came from a small place, as you know, called Pensacola, Florida. Absolutely. So not really a lot of boxing people really knew me, but who did help me a lot and gave me a lot of advice was Sugar Ray Leonard. And what did he give Sugar you? Sugar Ray Leonard told me, because I loved, my hook was my favorite. So I loved hook to the body, hook to the head. He taught me, he said, sometimes change it up. Go hook to the head, hook to the body, because they won't expect it. That chick took me through everything. My first title fight when I beat Hopkins, mm-hmm. that was my main combination. <laughs> hook head, because I also had a hurt right hand. Oh. So hook head, hook body, did the job. Listen, bro, only because we can, we can folks, I'm going to tell you the truth. What? People always talk about who pound for pound the best. Nobody ever covered physically as much weight as I covered. That's what I'm saying. Why don't people say that? Because they want to keep, they don't want to tell you the truth. Just like I'm telling you about the king of the hill, they want to face the truth. Truth of the matter is, nobody ever covered the weight that I covered. I went from 154 to infinity because heavyweight has no limit on it. That's what I'm saying. Why don't. So, wait, let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead, (laughs) cuz. He got the flow, man. (laughs) Go ahead, cuz. I covered the most weight, right? Mm -hmm. And. People always talk about, you know, gift this, gift that. No. I dissected my opponents. I can go show you on tape how I set them up, what they did wrong, how they did it two times for the third strike and the other. You understand me? Mm-hmm. But I can go back and show you. Okay, he did it right there. You see what I just did? I right, watch him do it again. Okay, you see him do it again right there? Okay, now watch me do it again. He's sleep now. That's not by chance. No, bro. That's a setup. That's somebody know what the hell they're doing. Absolutely. You understand me? A professional enough. So when they talk about it, you know, like I said, I don't really argue, but they ain't seen nobody like me. They ain't seen nobody knock nobody out with their hand behind their back. They ain't seen nobody like me. Bro. You understand me? Little kids getting knocked out in school trying to be Roy Jones with their hand behind their back. <laughs> but they can't you move like you know. But, 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 they, but it's, so, it's so intoxicating that they try it. Bro, you brought so... This is the thing that I'm so happy you came on because I want to give you your flowers, right? The, we are literally talking to a legendary person, something that hap- that never happened before. This is what I'm trying to tell you, bro. You did stuff that never happened in, in life, in life. Like, nobody else did it but you. And I don't understand sometimes how the media or sports d- just— Pick their own little random stories to, to promote and not pr- promote greatness. You, you're legendary and your greatness speaks for itself, but it needs to be documented and you need your flowers, Roy. And it didn't just go to the box, man. My brother with that piece of guns can tell you, you know who the first person to bring rap music in the Radio City Music Hall in New York? Indeed. You understand me? Boom! Indeed. I'm not no bigger, no Tupac or no Jay-Z. But I was the first person to get rap music and played in Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> Come on, bro. Why, why, you Peter, know what, what, what's the problem? Do we need to start going shaking these motherfuckers? What you think we need to do? I mean, he's, he's doing enough, right? 
right here. We need to yeah, this is this is this is. I remember, I remember when you when you dropped your single. I, I thought y'all must have forgot, bro. I say, I was just like, yo, what a great idea. <laughs> like, like I didn't never see, I didn't see it coming, but when you did it, I said, yo, that's dope as hell. And the joint is fire. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Come on, man. And it's like, how do you, how do you now, because you are obviously the ultimate alpha male, mm -hmm. you are a, a man's man. Mm -hmm. How do you channel that energy now that you're no longer fighting? Like, do you put it into your fighters? Most definitely. Yeah. That's what, that's what helps me keep my energy flowing, mm -hmm. but be able to try to pass it down. Yes, sir. So I got fighters. Like, I got one fighter right now by the name of Kevin Newman. Mm -hmm. Kevin Newman is one of the most talented athletes I've ever seen. When people talk about talent, in my opinion, I don't say it because I don't want to blow his head up too much, but in my opinion, he got more talent than I got. And and what what age is he? And what he about uh, thirty? He about thirty at one sixty eight. But he got more talent than I got. Now he ain't say he got more knowledge, right? But, but just raw talent. He don't understand the game. But that's the difference when a person say, "Oh, Robert's the most naturally gifted." Bull crap. Roy got the most hours in that gym, being forced to do it right over and over and over again. That anybody else ain't just a talent. Kevin Newman more talented than I am. But Kevin Newman has never had a teacher that could reach him to make him understand the game. Now I'm trying to get to him and make him understand the game. He's turning into a different fighter. He's shocked with himself sometimes now. Wow. Because now it comes, it's not about the talent alone. It's about hard work and somebody, God basically putting people in your life to give you a blueprint. That was a guy when I turned, when I was about 13, mm -hmm. he moved to Mobile, Alabama. I'll never forget this guy either because without him, I wouldn't have made it. Guy named was Charlie Campbell. All right? Charlie Campbell was a southpaw from Chicago, didn't have much power, did what I refer to as slapping in boxing because he don't hit with his knuckles all the time. My dad had two guys that were right close to Charlie Campbell's weight class. Charlie Campbell beat one of them five times and beat the other one seven times. And wasn't a better boxer than either one of them. But what did that teach me? That taught me that you got to have style, class, and charisma to do this thing the right way or boxing skills alone also won't get you there. Wow. And God sent me that angel to teach me at an early age that you got to know how to have some swag with this thing. Mm -hmm. You got to have some faith in yourself. You got to make people know when you come in the room, the boss just walked in this thing. Yes, sir. You understand me? Yes, so sir. when you see me walking them rings, the boss just stepped up in that thing. You understand where I'm coming from? Absolutely. And that's just what it was. Yo, bro, 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 you speaking to the, you speaking to the choir. We make, can we make some noise in this motherfucker, man? God damn! You about to make me do 60 push-ups. God damn! <laughs> Now, um, here's, here's, here's the thing that I think is absolutely beautiful, right? You, you still, you're still in the game. You commentating on HBO. And I love your insight. Like, it's, 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 it goes to show just what you said earlier in the interview about knowing this game for real and analyzing it. It's like your detailed commentary is just spellbounding. Sometimes when I, I'll be like, yo, that's so dope. Because as a as a fan, right, mm -hmm. as much as I love boxing, I don't know the details of it. I don't know all the stuff that goes in. I know what I like to see, right. but the way you explain it, man, I think it's just beautiful. It's such a compliment to the sport. Thank you, but I appreciate it. Like I tell people all the time, once again, talented can't explain that stuff. You got to be skilled to be able to see what's happening before it happens. Mm -hmm. There was a guy, a guy, I forget his name, but he fought a fight on HBO, one of my later fights on HBO. I was commentating. The very first round, he got hit with a punch, and I told everybody, I said, I don't like how you react to that punch. That's not good. 
that man ended up that night after that fight getting rushed to the hospital and had had to stop fighting. I saw it in the first round, first punch. It's certain things you notice. Like, just listen to me. There's no stop the fight. Right now, take him to the doctor. Something wrong with him. I told him at the first punch. First time he got hit, I said something. Something is not right with this kid tonight. Right. I just know when you've been around that long, you know. You know. I walk, eat, sleep, and drink this thing. I know. Right. You understand? This is what God put me here to do. Nothing else. Just this. Now, <laughs> I have a question for you. If Roy Jones Jr. could talk now to the young Roy Jones Jr., with all the knowledge that you have right now, what would you tell to yourself? What advice would you give yourself? I don't want to fight you, bro. You do. You, you. <laughs> would, you, would, you would you tell the young Roy, boy, you a you, problem? Bro. You would go you, do your thing. Go do, that. Get, you get away from it. Get out. And I'm going to steal I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like um, now, when we look at boxing, and you know, I've I've seen you know every decade, there's just a different transition, you know, um, in fighting. And now that I see, you know, UFC has made a, a huge uh, imprint. Now people watch it and people take it seriously. They have their uh, their champs and stuff like that. But I'm a traditional boxing fan. Um, you know, I watch the UFC. I don't know all the champions and all that. I, I'll check in and I'll check out, but. Boxing to me is probably one of the purest sports that I have uh, had the pleasure of of growing up with because my dad was a huge boxing fan. So as a kid, we would watch every fight and we watch all your fights, Ali fights and uh, Evander Holyfield. You just with Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Benitez. I mean Pacquiao. Like my whole life was around fighting and just learning the game. Um, when you look at all these champions, man, and I heard you earlier say you are going to the Hall of Fame um, tomorrow. How does it make you feel that you that you are at this place now where you're literally Hall of Fame legend? I mean, all that's icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just that's just added extra added stuff because those type of things are formulated by opinions mm -hmm. of what what you did. They, a lot of people can have great opinions about what you did. Some people gonna hate what you did. And you know how that goes. So right. but you can't worry about it. You know, and thank God I was able to get the accolades that I think I I think I deserved. I I, I tried to get. Right. But at the same time, you gotta remember that nobody's gonna be perfect. Everybody's gonna make mistakes, everybody do things wrong. And when you know that part, people gonna some people gonna hate, some people gonna love. My thing was when I was there, I gave my all. If it was a title in my weight class that I could get my hands on, I got that. And if I didn't get it, I was going to die trying to get that. You understand oh, me? That's like what boxing that. is missing. See, in UFC, they got one president, one guy that decides who fights who. Right. So he gives the fans constantly what they want to see. When I was fighting, I used to, tell them, I used to give my phone to them on HBO. Call me. <laughs> you heard me? Let's do it. You heard me? Call yes. me. Because I was the dude that if you thought that dude over there can beat me, I'm not going to sleep good at night. Right. Until I see him, I'm just not going to sleep good at night. At I can't. I just couldn't do it. If you tell me there's a dude close to my weight class, he could be up. If he below, I ain't really paying attention because there ain't no bullet. Right. If he low, I know you don't know no but You don't know me that well because the ones that can't whoop me, he definitely ain't going to whoop me. You Absolutely. Me? But so I always looked up. Absolutely. If there's anybody anywhere up there that they talk could whoop me, I'm going to see I feel this energy right now. And I, there's a couple of young cats in the game right now that I like. And if you could put your 
energy in their bodies. I wanted you to pick one, which would it be? So we got the young boys now. We got Shakur Stevenson, mm -hmm. right? We have uh, Terrence Crawford. Mm -hmm. We have um, Errol Spence Jr., mm -hmm. uh, who is another guy that I like that's— um, Tank. Tank Davis. Which one would it be and why? If I did what now? If you were able to put Roy Jones, just your all this, what you have in one of those fighters, and you could put your, like, superpowers in them, which one would you pick and why? I mean, it's hard to say because it's all those guys you just They're so good, right? Including Devin Haney. Those guys are really good fighters. Absolutely. You feel me? The only thing is that the system is so corrupt right now. You understand? And what I'm trying to do is I have a thing we started called Pro Box TV. Okay. If y'all get a chance, go download ProBox TV. It's only $1.99 a month or $18 for the whole year. Okay. And we done had three fights that are three fights already this year that are going to be candidates for fight of the year. And that's for $18 for the whole year. Three fights we done had that can be a candidate for the fight of the year. You understand me? That's already this year. Wow. Me, Paul Malinaja, Antonio Tarver, and uh, one man with Marquez. We... And, Mar and uh, Cotto now is joined. So Cotto does, does a fight a month on there from Puerto Rico. Marquez is going to start doing a fight a month on there from Mexico. And we do a fight a month from Plant City, Florida. Okay. Or somewhere in the area. Okay. So you're going to get you probably three live shows per month. You're going to get podcasts with us on there talking. All three of us are former commentators, so we do very good commentary. Absolutely. And all of us were great boxers. So if you love boxing, we try to bring it back to real boxing because we just had a tournament where we took eight guys who had – you know, had, had shortcomings by somewhere or another. We don't know what the shortcomings were. Right. We gave them opportunity to go train properly, get themselves the right time, get themselves the right nutritionist, get themselves the right coach, the right gym, and do a tournament. These have been some of the best doggone fights you ever want to see in your life. Wow. Because these dudes don't care about losing. They all got losses. <laughs> you understand know what I mean? They ain't so this losing. is back to this. We going back to the real now. You, but you better believe. Absolutely. He throw, we, Absolutely. Gary Jonas, our partner, uh -huh. threw a $50, $50,000 check out there and say, the winner going to get that check. You know what them dudes doing? It was they scrapping, Them bro. dudes going to war. You hear me? Some of the best fights you ever want to see. Pro Box TV, trust me now, some of the best fights you ever want to see. But we try to bring it back to the old school. Yeah, that's we, what I like. That kind of stuff is what, what makes it really happen, to, in my opinion. You feel me? And if you care anything about yourself, then you want to look good, you want to sound good, but you also want to perform good because yeah. that performance is the main thing. One of the things as a kid growing up was I felt the grit of it. Mm -hmm. I felt um, the uh, the passion of it. You know, Ali was one of my one of my heroes. You know, Joe Frazier out of Philly was one of my heroes. Um, B Hop, you know, Bernard Hopkins for those like guys. You guys that like, you know, I always just admire like, damn, like, how could they do that? Like, they just always um had this tenacity about you. You know what I'm saying? You know, even you said James Tony, like there's certain cats that had this certain amount of almost like heroic power, whether it was their mental power or their skill. And I feel like now when I watch boxing, I see it sporadically. Like, you know, we mentioned some of the guys that we know are good, but it's not that many skilled guys like that, that you could sit there and watch them spar and be like engaged by. Like now it's just like, I want the boxing to come back to, like you said, pro TV level where it, you feel the energy and you know, when you see a good fight, you, everybody go crazy. Because it's the energy about it. We need that in boxing. If you go to Pro Box TV, mm -hmm. you don't have to just go pay $1.99 $1 for one month. But when you get that one month, 
Go back and look at the, the four fights we had this year. One of was Jean Pascal versus Meng, uh, Meng Feng Long, a Chinese guy. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a hell of a fight. I think he dropped Pascal in the first round. Pascal dropped him in the ninth round. There was another one by a guy named Caesar Francis, and he fought a guy that I promoted named Muhammad Mamoun. He broke Muhammad's jaw and dropped Muhammad in the first round. Muhammad got out with a broken jaw, jaw and dropped him in the second round and stalked him the rest of the night. What? Yes, yeah, it's just hard to tell who won the fight. There was two little guys at 104, had an awesome fight. Paulie and Tarva both thought the Mexican kid won. I told him, y'all better be careful. Now this guy, this was a close fight. Y'all didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> right. They gave it to the champ. The champ beat the Mexican guy. Right. So that was a good fight. Cesar Francis also just had a fight where he fought uh, Ray Beltran. That was an awesome fight. But this last fight we just had, I think it was August, the August fight, the co-main event, or that tournament I'm telling you about. Okay. Um, Castaneda, Kendo Castaneda fought this other guy named Joseph Fernandez. If you just go look at them three, four, either, just three of them, either, either one of them fights, just three or pick three of them out, right. you will see why if you love boxing like you love boxing, yeah. you should have Pro Box TV. Oh, bro, because, right, you hey, ain't got to tell me no somebody more. Somebody threw a bone out there. In the Do y'all have a platinum service? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, get, I get 18 boxing fights a day. Gary threw a, a bone out there in the middle of some hungry dogs, son. Wow. you all out there going for it. You hear me? I, I have a question, right? Do, is it possible in boxing to do a tournament? That's what we do. Right, no, but like, um, like, uh, like where you know you keep advancing up like this, and then uh, you could like say east to west, and yeah. then we you bring it in the, the middle. The, pro the problem, the problem is with all the promoters. Okay, when we get that situation, because that's what having titles is supposed to do. It's supposed to make the best fighters fight the best fighters. Absolutely. But like right now, you see uh, Bob Aram and um, what's the other guy named Al Heyman. Al Heyman. Mm -hmm. They got one of them got Terrence Crawford. Terrence might be free now, which is why the fight may be about to be made. But yeah, he says he's free. Him and with Aram and with, with our Al, it just wasn't gonna work. You feel me? So the fans have been cheated out of a fight that we uh, a must see fight for the longest time because the promoters because can't come together the, on the money of the promoters. So is it because I know Floyd. And I might be wrong, but I think Floyd uh, was one of the guys who uh, laid out the blueprint on how to basically be your own business in boxing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think you need a little bit of the um, promoter thing till you get there, or you can do it independently now? Honestly speaking, you can do it independently now because of social media. You think Jake Paul need a promoter? He made no. forty million in one year. So everybody talking crazy about Jake Paul, but if you think about it. Jake Paul gave y'all the blueprint if you can fight of how to go out there and make your own revenue, how to generate your own crowd, your own audience, so you don't need nobody. He Facts. just gave you a blueprint on how to do it. He's not a real professional boxer, but he made 40 million in one year. And it was entertaining. That's my point. And he talks shit. That's my and point. he do his thing. And he poor Nate Robinson. And you can't hate on Nate, him. Nate, are you here? Are you still asleep? Anybody seen Nate Robinson? I think Nate Robinson, when he got knocked out, went in the ring and just went under the ground, and we haven't seen. Has anybody seen anybody named Robinson? No, no I've, it's been tough finding a Robinson. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but but that, it's funny that you brought up Jake Paul because I, I, that's sort of like uh, you know how people say in comedy we got internet stars, right? Mm -hmm. So like you know I'm a, I'm OG now, okay? I'm OG Bill Bellamy. I've been doing this forever, and then you get a guy who uh, is an internet cat, and he do you know funny skits and do and it's entertaining. People think he a comedian too, okay? And he makes forty million dollars a year, whatever, cool, whatever that is. It is entertainment. Mm -hmm. You said it. It is a fact that the internet now can be your friend if you're a businessman and you know how to do it, right? Yep. Podcast, top billing. 
top show in the in the podcast game right now. We but we in the social media world, right? Yeah, exactly. We gotta utilize it, right? Yep. So Pro Box TV yep. got to be the next next wave. It is. We have to be the wave because if the people want it and you deliver it, it's gonna be a wave. And see here's the beautiful thing. We call it Pro Box TV is by the fighters for the fans. So if enough of y'all subscribe and pay that $18 a year or just pay the $199 a month, we can go out and buy y'all any fight y'all want. That's especially, facts. Especially, oh, especially if y'all see people on that network that are fighting. If y'all y'all go in and say, hey, we want to see, we want to see Antonio Tarverge on Dream 4. And if enough of y'all don't subscribe, guess what? He finna to come get me again because I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, Roy, I got a funny question. You you could you could answer this, but I have a funny question because I was laughing because I, I when you fought Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. y'all was playing around doing the exhibition thing. You held your uh, ribs like you wouldn't move your hand. Mm-hmm. Was something broke? Was nothing broke? But the referee told me, "Let him go." You think I'm gonna let this crazy man go? <laughs> And let him throw this right uppercut. Yo, and, yo, you were smothering that, Joe. You was not listen, letting it happen. Listen, have you seen what his uppercut has done to people twice my size? <laughs> referee said, let him go. I said, you let him go. You, you, I'm not finna let him go. Not on me. No, when bro. When you get away from this uppercut, he, I'll let him go. Because the funny part, when I'm watching it, right, I'm like, Mike is like, it's real. Like, I'm like, yo, we supposed to do a little bit. Like, Mike, listen. Mike, I think sometimes Mike just forget the switch. The switch goes back and forth. If you ever had a pit bull puppy? Yes. And they try to play with other dogs. They don't know how to play. They forget and start fighting. They, it's, just, it, it's just in their blood. They it's can't in their help. Bloodline. And exactly. people don't understand that. People always say, oh, that's just in their blood. Just like Period. the game rooster. Just like the little, the little colorful fish they sit at the fair. If you put two of them fish in the tent, they're going to Oh, one of them going to die. Got, that's just what some things in life are like that. Yeah. Some people in life are like that. Period. Mike Tyson has pit bull mentality. He don't know how to play. <laughs> That's just real talk. Like, you know, I was watching it, and I, I was like, please don't kill my cuz. <laughs> Your cuz don't, 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 don't kill my cuz. I said, this ain't real. Please don't kill my cuz. <laughs> and, and Mike was like, one more. One more wow. One more wow. One more wow. I'm like, <laughs> I was telling uh, Shakur, I was like, yo, I seen an interview with Mike. Because Mike is now, Mike is in, a, in a, a wonderful place. So many wonderful things are going for him. And I love now that we have embraced him in a different way in this part of his life. But every Every now and then, you I think it's a is a, is a, is a trigger word. It could be anything. And Mike, say a word. I'm going to tell you how Mike do. Just go off. Pick a word. Say any word. I'm gonna uh, say. You going to fight again? So, so you want me to fight? I mean, I can fight, but uh, I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> and you never know what it's like to be a murderer. <laughs> to be an assassin. <laughs> to be somebody that can decapitate. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) You are crazy. What the fuck I say? <laughs> hey man, we'll be right back after this commercial. Like if you, like you be in there, you be nervous. I seen a couple cats with Mike, and Mike said, "What was that?" And my man said, "I don't know what I said. I think it was Joe Buttons." Joe was like, "I don't know. I don't know what it was. It Joe Buttons? Was it? Man, Mike, Mike has a switch. Like you said, he don't know how to play. He's a he's a lion all day, every day. Don't 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 mess with the lion. Leave the lion alone. So I knew this, right? Yeah. So I'm out here. <laughs> Getting in shape, my coach like, hey, don't run them heels today. I'm like, Shh, you ain't finna be never that dang on fool. I am. I'm finna be have my legs in shape. He not catching me. Right. I don't care what you say. You understand me? <laughs> Tell me the corner. Hit him with the uppercut. 
So he can try to hit me back with it? Are you serious? Are you? Because he going to get mad. I'm, I'm going to hit him with a jab, the right hand, the hook, and everything else. I'm not hitting him with no uppercut. You I'm cut. not giving him no idea. No idea. You already crazy. I'm not giving no idea. <laughs> Then he high, he been on the shrooms over there. Right. You don't know what's going on in life. I'm not stupid. <laughs> hit him with the uppercut. It's you hit him with the uppercut. Oh my God, Roy, you killing me. Oh I'm my just God. Real. Hit, hit I him. love this hey, honesty, man. Hit him with the uppercut. Have you seen all the fear here? Yeah. Come on, bro. I'm not bro, gonna get this dude started. Man, I, he bit his ear off. I'm finna beat box the dude and stay far away from him as I can. And, and while it, I'm but boxing. it was, but it was actually, it was actually very, very entertaining. It as was. Well. It yeah, was. y'all did a, y'all did an excellent job. But I was just, I always wondered, like, I was like, what if Mike go just go ham? Because a couple times Mike she was revving up. I think he was Listen. like, whoa. And I, I was like, please don't kill my cousin, man. Hey, he almost broke your cousin ribs. Mm-hmm. And what he did do one time that I, it's like I thought I was one of the slickest guys in boxing, right? Right. He took them laces one time, got close, and I took the laces, and they used to call it laces. And Roberto Duran was good about stuff like that, right? Right. Because the lace, the lace of the gloves right here. Can you imagine how that feel growing up your face? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. Oh, he did it. He did it. <laughs> he did it. He sure did. He See, did it. So, listen, man. Because he don't know how to play. Oh, my God. Boy. <laughs> Boy, you got me coughing. I'm just telling you what the truth is. He don't know how to play. <laughs> so, Roy, tell us about the Hall of Fame. What's what's going on at the Hall of Fame? What, uh, this time I'm getting induction into the Las Vegas Hall of Fame. Okay, Hall of Fame, Boxing Hall of Fame. So, uh, my induction to the International Hall of Fame was earlier earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite. Um, I also did a remix to the Y'all Must Have Forgot. So that's that's out right now. I got a remix of Y'all Must Have Forgot. So y'all check it out. And I wrapped my verse at the Hall of Fame in in um. In kind of stole it. so that was kind of that was kind of nice. See, I mean, you you I mean, you you got too much swag for your boy, man. I mean, you doing remixes too. I ain't got no other choice. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. What do they say? Make it do what it do. So so, how do I hear the uh, remix? Can I can I listen on Spotify? I mean, yeah, you go on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Roy Jones yeah. Jr. Yep. Uh, that, that uh, y'all must forgot two. Two features my artist uh, SM Buddha and Marvin Bagley the third, the basketball player. You lying? Oh, he, he rapping get, too? Oh, oh, he gets down. What? He what? the third verse. I'm the first verse. Bullet the second verse and Marvin Bagley the third verse. Roy, I don't think you should stop, bro. I think you should just keep hitting us over the head. Keep this energy. We need you in the culture. That's why you came on top, Billing, is because you are a innovator. Mm-hmm. You are a, 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 a gifted athlete that dropped jewels on us, whether it was through your talent, through your vocals, through your actions, whatever it is. You have just been doing this your whole life. Boom, boom, boom. From the five-year-old kid till now, you still instilling it in us, and we need more of you, bro. We want more, bro. Can we, can we say that? Can the church say amen? Amen. <clears throat> now, um, I just, I just want to know, man, if you could, uh, if you could do a dream fight right now, like just something for the fans to see. What two fighters would give us everything? Like, let's say, let's go back, let's go back, team, team. We going back. Let's see, Ale, who am I? Like, what if we could create a moment where you got the thriller in Manila? Mm-hmm. What would that be present day? What would be today? A, yeah, present day fight that we would be like, oh shit, we got to see this. What well, you think? It's hard to say because in this country, mm-hmm. it would be Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. Because everybody been asking for that fight. Overseas, it would be Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury, nice man. He's very nice. He's very, very he's nice. He's very clever is what he is. And he's six foot nine, but he's clever on top. He knows how to use what God gave him. So that's one of the things I teach when my fighters come in my gym. I say, listen, 
I'm not trying to teach none of y'all to be the next Roy Jones. That's kind of impossible. Because I already want them been made. But what I am trying to do is teach you to use your DNA, what God gave you, to the best of your ability. That's how I build a fighter. You understand me? Boy, you about to make me cry up in here, man. Boy, getting emotional, man. Can we get a round of applause for this brother, man? Roy Jones Jr. This is a part of our show we call All Facts. All Facts. Mm -hmm. When I ask you a question, you just tell the truth. You tell it. You speak. You gonna speak the truth. All facts, right? Okay. Will there ever be another fighter to do four weight classes the way you did? The way I did it, no. But there are fighters who have done more than four weight classes. I'm Pacquiao probably did close to eight because it started at 105. But what you gotta remember is there's a lot of closer weight classes in the lighter divisions. Mm -hmm. Like there's a weight division that was 112 was weight division, 115 is another weight division. So they're three pounds apart. Right. But to go pound for pound, to cover up from 154 to 235, ain't nobody covered that much weight. So won't nobody ever do it the way I did it, no. Okay, all facts number two, all facts number two. If you had two fighters, if we had to fight three of the greatest fighters and you could pick two to help you fight the three greatest fighters of all time. Who be on your team? Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Okay, I'm, I'm ready? Okay. I'm building. I'm building like this is a video game. Okay. Okay. You pick two fighters to add to your team to right. fight these three fighters, and I'm going to give you the three fighters. Okay. You got? It? You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm picking three. I'm picking my three. Okay. Don't get scared. Okay. Okay. Muhammad Ali. I'm. That's one on my team. Mm -hmm. I got. Uh, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna cut you some slack. If I if I do Ali, no, don't cut no slack. All right, keep well, going. All right, I'm gonna go Ali. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go Ali, Mike Tyson, and Sugar Ray Leonard. Who would be on your Ooh. team? I'm gonna go. Who you got? Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, I know you ain't. You, uh, this is black, boxing man. You talking okay. about. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Ray Robinson was a problem. What? I'm gonna go Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, you said Mike Tyson and who else? I got Ali, Mike Tyson, and um, Shui Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Shui Robinson, um, Roy Jones Jr., and Tyson Fury. Ooh. Shit. Tyson, Tyson, you listening? You made the all three. Six. I ain't never heard of six nine five. Let me, let me tell you why I say that, though. Why? Because if you got Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, them two dudes are very difficult to beat. Now, he has a chin... He don't have the best chin, but he is 6'9". They got to reach it. They got to get to That's him. That's what causes Klitschko problems. That's what causes Wilder problems. That's what causes everybody problems. What causes anybody he go in the ring with problems. He's 6'9". They <laughs> used to have to fight Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They, they used to fight somebody their size. Absolutely. He's almost out of reach already. He up there. Now, he's smart on top of being out of reach. So when you say you got Tyson, Mike Tyson, and Ali. The only way you can get him out, the only way he's going to beat Ali is he have his head. So how the Ali can't want to reach? Because if Ali can reach that head, Ali going to figure out a way to beat him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I had to take Tyson Fury because he's the only one I think that's tall enough that he may be able to avoid Ali. Mm -hmm. And he may be able to avoid Mike too because Mike always had problems with tall fighters. Pinkland Thomas, uh, uh, this guy Tate, uh, what's the guy's name from Tennessee? I think his name was Tate. He gave him, anybody tall gave Tyson a hard time. Yeah, because well, Mike was, you know, what's Mike? Six feet? No, maybe he's five, six feet by five eleven. Five eleven, and he 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 all his power generates low. And he exactly, yeah. and it's a long way to go up. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> so that's why, that's the reason I took Tyson Fury on my team. Okay, you know why I got Sugar Robinson in myself? Oof. It's, it's a problem. So yeah, our team. 
Y'all all right? Yeah, we, Y'all we, all right? We pretty tough now. Hey, cuz. Hey, man, <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you for um, coming on Top Billing, man. I'm really glad that you came and dropped so many jewels on us and gave us like, that, you know, that personal, you know, Roy Jones Jr. swag, man. You are uh, an incredible human being, man. I'm glad that we have reconnected and yeah. I want you back. We, You know, we got to have like people that pop by all the time. Um, tell us how we can follow you on your social media profile. Uh, Real Roy Jones Jr. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's pretty much the same thing on Facebook. I don't do a lot of Facebook, but I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and ProBox. ProBoxTV.com. Whatever y'all do, go to ProBoxTV.com, sign up. I'm telling you, back to real boxing. Back to real boxing. Uh, let me tell you, in the tournament, the last fight we had, too. Go ahead. The final fight was a close fight, too, right? So as they were going to go to the decision... And both of these guys, no, the one I told you about, the fight I told you about, it was a close fight. These guys, they really didn't have it in them, right? But we made a rule, and I held, I told them to come up with this rule. This is how serious I am about boxing. Keep their gloves on until the decision is announced, because if it's a draw, they finna fight another round. We not leaving him with no draw tonight. Y'all gonna get y'all money worth. Y'all paying for my TV, y'all gonna get your money worth. You That's live! Keep them gloves on, because if the judges say a draw, they gonna fight another round. I'm not playing. Why don't they do that? That makes sense. They ain't got Roy Jones running it. <laughs> hey, Roy bro, Jones, that, would Jones, cut, that would cut it all out. Roy Jones got his way at ProBox TV. So Roy Jones can say, this is what we're going to do. So I told him right away, if it's a draw, keep. if you see a close fight, keep the gloves on. Because it's not if over. it's a draw, we're going another round. We oh getting a winner before we leave. God, that's... And if it's that close, we also, if it wasn't a tournament, we're going to do it again. But since it's a tournament... We got to keep moving. You understand? That's why we're going the extra round. And whoever win that last round, you got the right to advance. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, Roy Jones Jr., did we not do this? Did we not lay it down on top billing? Hey, I want to thank all our listeners, man. This is the way we do it. This is the podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. I'm Bill Bellamy. We did it. Another one. <laughs> yeah! That's it for this episode of Top Billing with Bill Bellamy, executive producers for Breakbeat, Dave Mays, Brett Jeffries, Bill Bellamy, and Barry Katz. Production Tastemakers Media, recorded at Dash Studios in Los Angeles, California. Follow us at IG, Breakbeat Media, and at Bill Bellamy. Comment, like, and subscribe on Breakbeat Media YouTube channel. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are available. And visit us at www.breakbeatmedia.com. is chilling what more can i say top billing what up this your boy roy jones jr right now you're chilling with my cousin bill bellamy right here on breakbeat media what up this your boy roy jones jr and you are now on top billing with my man bill bellamy on breakbeat media